The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Roger, and we're here for another episode to think about God's Word and think about our lives. And this time we're going to be addressing a question that was brought up by someone who listens to the podcast, uh, one of three people that... Li- no, I'm sorry. <laughs> one of those who listen to the podcast. And the question... Um, the question was, how do I abide in Christ? And uh, Roger, it's a really good question. It's a good question because it's something that is important for every one of us believers to be thinking about. And uh, though I, I don't think we're going to be able to exhaust all that the the word and the phrase and the language means, I think it'll be fun to tackle this question, how do I abide in Christ? And particularly, we want to take a look at John 15. So those who are around their Bibles and can grab it and open up, they're welcome to open up now and so we can dig into this a little bit. But uh, Roger, what does it even mean to abide? Just that language even. What does it mean to abide? Yeah, if you look at the the word, I mean, we have abide uh, here in the ESV, but it's also translated as remain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has that idea of being close, depending on trusting, uh, being connected to. Uh, it's continuous. It's not just this one time. It's it's an ongoing. Um, you can say we were even talking about dependence on. Yeah, uh, is a is a way to think about that word. So why don't we just let's read a few verses from yeah. John fifteen. I mean, th- those that are familiar, it's about Jesus being the true vine. Uh, But look at verses 4 through 7. I'll just read those for us. Give us a little bit of background here. Abide in me, this is Jesus speaking, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, there's some hard things there <laughs> that uh, we're, we'll have some fun discussing and maybe won't be able to cover, obviously, in detail. But um, w- what's the big takeaway from the analogy of the vine and branches that Jesus is, is giving us there? Yeah, the simplest thing when you read that is that the strength, the power is coming from the vine, not the branches that to be connected back to the source of life is what's giving that branch life. And in this case, it's fruit. 
that that's being grown. I I always think of this passage when I think about uh, my house because I have these fruit trees in my house mm-hmm. that were there before we moved in, and they weren't cared for that well. So, you know, you have the these trees and you have these branches. I had an orange tree. Mm. And I look at the branches and see, okay, any fruit going on? And then you look and see how well is it being taken care of? Is it being watered, fertilizer, and all that? And I have those moments where it's not bearing fruit, and I want to cut it down and <laughs> <laughs> apply the scripture now. But but it makes me think, though, you know, when you look at what's being grown at the end, that fruit, it, that's not uh, doing it on its own. It's because it's connected and, and what it's being connected back to that's giving it life. The source of life is not the branch in itself. It's because the branch is connected to life. And I think that's the picture that we're getting here is that the believer's source of life is not coming from within themselves, but it's coming when it's connected to Christ. So that's where all of its uh, strength is coming from. Uh, yeah, and, and and Jesus makes it clear there that apart from him and being connected to him, we can do nothing. There there is no fruit that can be born Mm -hmm. without being connected to the vine. There's no branch just hanging out somewhere on its own, (laughs) which has fruit on it, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, that it just doesn't happen. That's not, and this is, that's why it's a great analogy that the Lord, the Lord uses there. And when, when we think about this, this vine analogy, we see it elsewhere in scripture. You know, we see that back in Isaiah, mm-hmm. um, that that Israel is supposed to be this this vine and these branches yeah. and all that. And um, it's really interesting that the Lord Jesus then takes it uh, to himself here. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not get into all those details, but what when we're thinking about this language of abide, what what does what does it mean? In terms of a Christian's connection to Christ, what do you think it means to abide in Christ? So we get the analogy. Mm-hmm. What does that maybe look like in the Christian life to abide in Christ? Yeah, I think I'd want to preface it by saying that the way we connect to Christ isn't isn't just one way. So it's not just saying if you're reading his word, you're really abiding in Christ now. Mm or you're praying, you're abiding. Those are ways we do abide. Mm-hmm. So what has God given us to connect us back to Christ? He's given us his word. He's given us prayer to speak to Christ. He's given us the fellowship of believers. I mean, we're talking about means of grace, but all these different ways where we connect back to back to him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come naturally. We are given uh, these means to connect back to him. And so it's that ongoing, are we going back to the source of life? I would preface it like that. What do we, what do, how are we going back to him? How are we connecting with him regularly as we talk about? It's not just coming to church on Sunday and hearing a message. It's right. all during the week are we connecting back. And it, and it varies and, uh, you know, there's different ways we connect as we were talking about, you know, we, we read, we pray, we fellowship, we sing and worship him. That's another way to uh, be close to Christ. I, I guess the, the question that would help this, uh, to define this better, is what would it look like to not abide in him? What, what does it look like to not abide in Christ? Yeah, that, that 
that it's interesting because you you don't want to say well here is the list of how you abide so if right. you're fa- doing this if you're reading at least 15 minutes a day and <laughs> praying you know how long only 15 yeah well Goodness. you didn't luther pray like six hours a day or something <laughs> <laughs> some strange large number yes. if you're not wearing out the ground with your you know the imprints of your knees of praying right. then you haven't abided right now i mean there's not a, a i think that if we look at it if we're not uh pursuing him then we're not abiding if we're not pursuing him in the ways to pursue him. So we're not just learning about the Lord, uh, you know, without the means he's given us. So are we connecting with his word? Are we thinking about him? Are we praying? Are we talking about him? Those are ways uh, that we are. So if we're not doing those things, maybe that's the way we're thinking of not abiding. But I don't think of it as as it's a, it's you either are or you are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are times where our, our love wanes, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're spending so much time and we're just, you know, I, I think when I can get away and I go for a hike, yeah, I'm just with the Lord and I'm just like, this is just so great, but I can't have that every day. So I don't want to gauge my life. Okay. Am I, how much am I abiding? You know, is it enough? Right. It, it's, that would put too much of the focus on us and not on Christ. So, so this idea of abiding, though, um, if if we're saying that abiding is remaining with Him, staying with Him, yeah, and we're also saying, or Jesus says that there, you have no life apart from Me. You have no, yeah. there's no fruit, there's no life apart from Me. Then Christians are 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 uh, made to abide in Him, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily specific things that we're doing, like you're saying. Uh, but there's also a, a a mindset of abiding in him. Uh, you know, we we talked about and we've talked about this quite a bit. This idea of union with Christ. Yeah. How do you th- relate those two things, abiding in Christ and union with Christ? Yeah, I think that if you think of of you know passages like Galatians, I think it's Galatians two twenty. I've died, and you know, it it we're connected with Him. It's Him living in us. Then our lives are never disconnected. In a sense, it's we're living by faith in Him, mm-hmm. and the only way that that occurs is because we're united with Him. He is now connected with us. He's in us. We're in Him. So that that living by faith is abiding. Are we yeah. living each day by faith in him? Right. It, it, trusting that it's him working, even, even giving us the desires to want to pursue him are not coming from us. It's the source of life. It's divine. That's giving us that, that heart and that desire to connect our life back to him. It, it seems like faith in him is the kind of key to abiding in him. Yeah. Right. Cause we're leaning on him, resting in him, uh, relying on him. Mm-hmm. So we're trusting him that faith is activated. It, it does things. It lives out, mm-hmm. um, but it lives out of what's being, you know, I think it's DA Carson uses language of, you know, the, the lifeblood that's pulsating through us, you know, it goes through the vine into the branches. It's yeah. his life being, you know, living out of us. And, uh, it all depends on, it, or it all has to do with us depending on him, trusting him. Yeah. And and I even think of, of, of being sensitive to the spirit working in us, mm-hmm. being convicted 
uh, of sin at times, yeah. being comforted by his truth at times, being sensitive to why the Lord is, is in, you know, impressing this on my heart. I will, you know, I want to, uh, you know, serve him in this way. There is just that, that, that mystery, mm-hmm. I think is what, what I would say. There's a mystery of abiding because it doesn't look like something. I don't think right. you can easily say or any one thing or, or one thing. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're connecting with him all the time. So maybe the best thing to do is, or best way to put it is you're not compartmentalizing your faith apart from all of life, right? Your entire life is lived by faith. There's not one part of your life that is disconnected from him. Yeah. Whether you're going to work at a regular job on Monday morning or you're coming to serve at church on Sunday, you're doing all of that by faith. Yeah. And that's abiding in him, resting in the truth of his word and not in your, you know, your duty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Kind of resting uh, on his laurels and not yours. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess I want to ask another question to you as we're thinking about this again. We're just kind of processing yeah. this with our listeners. What do you think is the relationship between walking by the spirit and abiding in Christ? I would think that I would make the connections the same. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, I mean, when you're walking by the Spirit, talking about the Spirit who lives inside of us, who's come inside of us at salvation, who seals us, who is walking with us and empowering us to put to death the deeds of the body, who is with us. You know, I mean, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you and I'm going to send another helper, the Spirit, to live inside of us. So that is who is really, if you think about empowering us to abide in Him. Um it's so interesting as we look at all these different passages or these different concepts in scripture, we see that even though, you know, this is saying abide in Christ and the other is walk by the spirit. Yeah. Really? These are equivalent. It's the spirit of Christ. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know sometimes people say, what does it mean to walk by the spirit? I think we can point here and say it means abide in Christ and, and vice versa. And what's fascinating to me is if you look at, um, Verse seven, I think there's something really important here. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, there's even in verse four, you get this where it says, whoever abides in me and I in him, there's this mutual abiding Mm -hmm. going on. We abide in Christ and Christ abides in us, which is a fascinating thought, Um, which is why I thought, you know, equating it with the spirit and also this idea of union with Christ. But Notice that he also clarifies by saying, my words abide in you. Yeah. What, what do you think that's referring to? Or what does that mean? No, I, I, you know, at face value, his words that he has spoken. And the only way to know his words are through the written revelation that's given to us. And it's not just knowing his words, but are the words living inside of us, changing us, helping us to think, are they... Are they saturating our mind? Yeah. Are they with us? Are we thinking about his words and are they connecting to all of life? So it's not just knowing a lot of truth. It's what is that truth doing inside of you? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's, there's something about the word of God that changes us as we receive it, mm-hmm. as we receive it in faith and with humility it changes the way we think. Paul says in Romans 12 that 
it allows us to discern the will of God. Yeah. Now, the point of discerning the will of God is to live out the, the mm-hmm. will of God. It's not to, yeah. you know, just know it. Oh, great, I know now. Yeah. But but to live it out. So yeah, this this idea of the the word abides in us. His words abide in us. Now, are there? I guess are there any dangers that we need to be aware of when we're thinking about abiding in Christ, His Word abiding, and it's like you said, we're pursuing these different ways yeah. of remaining in the Word and the Word remaining in us. Are there things we should be cautious about here in in terms of the way we're thinking about this, at least? I wonder if we should, you know, think about how we're even comparing ourselves to another. Mm. Oh, that person's not abiding in Christ. Look at how they're <laughs> living, or look at what they're thinking, or. Look at who they voted for. <laughs> Get oh, <in> man. <laughs> you went there. Or look if they took the vaccine or not. No, I mean, but, but think about it. You know, we can compare and then we start putting something on top of this. Instead of this, of us connecting uh, to the Lord, we, we start gauging other people or maybe we gauge ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we start getting uh, morbid, morbidly introspective. Yeah. Am I abiding enough? Yeah. You know, how am I abiding? How am I doing? You know, I go always go back to Jerry Bridges. Was it a good day or a bad day? (laughs) And if it was a good day, I felt like I abided and obeyed the Lord. He's happy with me. Yeah. If I had a bad day, man, I feel miserable. So we start projecting our walk back onto the Lord's faithfulness instead of letting his faithfulness drive our walk with the Lord and give us comfort. So I think we can get false assurance if we're so focused on our abiding Mm. and we also forget that it's not about our ability to abide, right? This is about the branches getting its life from the vine, not the branches of being the one who is giving strength back. Right. It's not, it's not, Oh, you know, it's all about the branch trying to live. It's no, are you going back to the source to have life? Yeah. And to have that. So I think that we can lose our focus on Christ and his work, uh, his finished work, if we're just so focused on, you know, am I abiding? I don't think we should ask, am I abiding in mm. Christ? Is that a helpful thing? Rather, are are you connecting in a, in a real way with the Lord? Are you, do you want to pursue the Lord? If not, cry out to him. That's abiding. Are, right. you, are you going back in with your whole being? Yeah. I mean, you, you could, you could, um, not abide while looking like you're bearing fruit. Sure. Right. Yeah. There's, you might appear to have fruit, um, but be doing it by the flesh, so to speak, or Mm -hmm. trying to muster it up by the flesh. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a, an interesting question. I guess the other question is what is the fruit that Jesus is talking about here? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> no, he, he no you're supposed to answer the questions. <laughs> what do you mean? What do I think? Yeah. I, I, just, I was thinking about that. What, what what's the fruit here that, that, you know, are, yeah. are we to think of this as good works, good deeds? Maybe. Are we to think it about, think about it um, in terms of prayer? I think DA Carson made a comment about prayer being the issue because look at verse seven, yeah. you know, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So there's this reliance in prayer on Christ rather than, you know, um, you know, maybe it's not referring to these, these other types of things. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you think of the, of the imagery of talking about fruit, it makes sense with just the 
the the word picture of what he's referring to. And then he, he, he gives more detail when you look at verse 8 where he says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my mm, disciples. Right. It's interesting because in, in a way what, what's, what's coming out that the vine is producing in the believer is glorifying God and showing that relationship back to the Lord. So it's the Lord's way of confirming he's in you Mm. by his power and strength to bear something you could never bear on your own because he says, apart from me, you can't do it. So don't think you're doing it to prove yourself. It's just proving his actual work that's being, that takes place in you. That's confirming who you are and giving glory to the father. Yeah. And looks very, you know, it varies in different people. There's not a set of, a fruit. I mean, we, we know scripture gives the word pictures or fruit of the spirit, how mm-hmm. that's, you know, low joy, peace, patience, kindness. Yeah. We know in first John talks about some of the ways that we reflect were his, you know, and that's, you know, loving the, the Lord, knowing the Lord and confessing him and loving brothers. So there's, there's a variety, but I think the emphasis that I hadn't thought about before is he's talking about how he's the one who's actually producing, producing. it. Oh yeah. It's not, the branch who is doing this producing. And I think that's where most people get off, right? Am I, yeah. how, how am I, am I bearing fruit? No, it's the Lord bearing fruit. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's the wrong question. And, yeah. and, and the, and, and this, I think the abiding, which is what the, the Lord is calling the branch to do here, right? Yeah. Abide in the vine somehow really has to do with, you know, keeping our, uh, our, focus on the fact that all that we have comes from Christ. Again, I think it goes back to faith. Yeah. Now, again, a living faith that that will bear fruit. If I'm if I'm trusting in the Lord, I'm going to live by his word because I trust the Lord. I'm not going to live by his word for him to be impressed with me or whatever, you know, but because I trust him and I know that his way is the way of life, now I'm going to live. And that's why it goes on he says as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. That's interesting. And it says, if you keep my commandments, well, what's the commandment that Christ continues to give in the gospels to his people? And in John particularly love one another. Yeah. And so that is the fruit that you're going to see. And let's be honest, that is a a, a Christian fruit that we don't see enough of, (laughs) but, but truly there's this, you know, I think about, um, the, the, the love for enemies that is not natural um, love for, you know, love for those who can't reciprocate. Yeah. That, that is not natural. Mourn with those who mourn. Maybe that's okay. Rejoice with those who are rejoicing. I think that one's harder, right? These are not natural things, but they, they're produced in us by the Lord. Yeah. As we continue to rely on him and his grace. Okay. Well, let's ask this question. What happens if we fail to abide? You know, as I was thinking about the, you know, as we, we talk about the confession, we look at the London Baptist confession and we look at how it talks about, uh, sin. Um, and it talks about that remaining sin in us and what happens when we, you know, 
not in a sense walk away from the Lord, but we find ourselves in a season mm-hmm. of, of not abiding, you can say. And I was thinking about that, and I was connecting it back to the perseverance, mm. perseverance of the saints and really God's perseverance yeah. of keeping us. And one of the uh, chapters uh, in the confession, chapter 17, I'll read uh, just one section here that I think is interesting that relates to what we're talking about. And this is what it says. It says, they may fall into grievous sins and continue in them for a time due to the temptation of Satan and the world, the strength of corruption remaining in them, and the neglect of means of their perseverance, uh, per- preservation. I'm sorry. In so doing, they incur God's displeasure and grieve his Holy Spirit. Their graces and comforts become impaired. Their hearts are hardened and their consciences wounded. They hurt and scandalize others and bring temporary judgment on themselves. Nevertheless, they will renew their repentance and be preserved through faith in Christ Jesus to the end. Hmm. It's so encouraging because when you look at that, they emphasize the reality of the world, the flesh, and the devil Mm -hmm. working and even in seasons of time when it looks like a believer is not abiding that that person could be in that season, but the Lord is going to so work in that person to renew them, to bring them back. And that is to the end. Amen. You know, in that, in that statement, which is chapter 17 of the London Baptist confession, that was uh, article or article 17, uh, the third section one of the things that stood out to me as you were reading there, it says, you know, there's this the grievous sin that they're falling into and continuing them for a time. So that's yeah. interesting. It's not just an immediate turning from it, which yeah. we hope people will. We hope we will. But sometimes and often I would say it's not the case. And then, like you said, the emphasis on Satan, uh, the flesh, uh, you know, these types of things. So it says the temptation of Satan in the world, the corruption remaining in them. But then this one and the neglect of means of their preservation. Abiding in Christ includes receiving from him Mm -hmm. the life he's giving, right? And part of that is not neglecting the means of grace that he's given to us. You know, when someone says to me, you know, when they don't understand the, the value of coming to church and hearing the preaching of the word, or coming regularly to receive the sacraments or being in the word themselves, again, not as a, a, a legalistic thing, but as a, a way of receiving mm-hmm. the goodness of that God offers to us in his word, prayer, interacting with other believers, worship, corporate worship, all these things. You know, when we neglect them, should we be shocked that we're struggling with yeah. sin. I don't think we should be shocked. And again, not trying to put the weight of sanctification on us mm-hmm. in, by any means, but we got to do justice to what the scriptures are saying. There is a, Paul, uh, uh, Jesus says, those who don't abide, what happens to those branches? There's something interesting there. Now, I don't want to get into that too much. We don't have the yeah. time. Like how I bring this at the end mm-hmm, of the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about the pruning and the discipline that yeah. comes from God yeah. that's for our good. You know, this this idea that they're hardened and there's the, you know, they grieve the spirit. And yeah. 
but the spirit will bring us back. It's going to be hard at times, the refining that we go through. But if we neglect the things God has given for our growth, we shouldn't be surprised when we're struggling. So that also brings up a whole nother topic of thinking about how when he is working and pruning us, Mm. that's not his, not always his displeasure. That may be his way of changing something in us. And that's his love being expressed and not looking at it of, of being fearful. Oh, I need to ride or he's out to get me. You know, he's going to discipline me. So I better obey him. That's the wrong posture or heart to the Lord. It's no, he loves me enough. And I still have remaining corruption that he's going to, he's not going to allow uh, certain things just to not change. He's going to work on those in his own timing, in his own way. And there may be times when you fail miserably for a time. And the gentleness of the Lord to come in and press in is with how he needs to, to bring us and renew us back. We see it many times in scripture. You think of Peter as the the best case, you know, and you look at his denial of the Lord and how the Lord brought him back and renewed him. Um, And it's just the, the emphasis of his, his power, his faithfulness to do it. um, And a reminder that it's not about us and our ability. It's about his ability to bring us back. Yeah. The abiding is, is constantly turning our attention back to Christ. Mm-hmm. It's you can do nothing apart from me. Yeah. You can't even abide by the way, apart from him. Yeah. Which is there, there's gotta be some mystery here. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a tension here. You're commanded to abide, but you don't have strength to abide even on your own. Cause you can do nothing good. There's no fruit that you can bear, but r- turning to him, trusting him, he produces so much fruit through and in us. Yeah. Um, and and think about that. It's not producing apart from him. That's right. It's not, I'm going to make you strong because now you can do it. It's you're strong in me. That's right. It's that you have the ability to love the person you have no idea how you could ever love because mm-hmm. he's doing something inside of your heart. Yep to allow that to occur and he's being glorified. It's, it's all about him in the end. It all comes back to who he is. And, and we get off when we think, Oh, look at how much I've grown. Look at, you know, we start looking at ourselves instead of looking back and saying, no, 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 this is glory to God. This is his work. This is his strength and abiding in him is going back and saying, Lord, I can't again. I need you. I need your help waking up every day, a needy person. If you're not needy for his grace every day, then you will rely on your own strength. But I think that it's going back to, God, I need another day of grace just for this day, just for this moment. Yeah. And he gives enough for it. So abide in him is the same as walk with him, walk by the spirit, uh, live life in, live life by faith mm-hmm. in Christ the Savior who has loved you uh, who has died and risen for you, uh, by his spirit indwells you, has given to you his word and is the word. Um, and all these things kind of coming, coming together. What, uh, we, we were just too much, too much to talk about and too little yeah. time. What some, what are maybe a, a last minute thought as we wrap up our episode here, just something to summarize or wrap up for us. Yeah. I think just going back to, uh, Christ's word about how he's focusing on himself 
and on his working in the branches. And he's calling us to turn our eyes to him in dependence, in trust, and in faith. I mean, it takes faith to do that, to put all your dependence and trust in him and his work, that invisible work that's occurring, is going to show up on the outside and he receives the glory. So I think our encouragement is to abide in Christ, go back to Christ and cry yep. out for grace each and every day uh, for his His reminders to reorient your heart. Lord, I need you. And the only good thing that can come out of my life is because you've worked in and through me and glory to you, not to me. Yeah. Amen. Lots to discuss, lots to think about, lots more we could get into and, and should get into. But what a what a great question. So we're really appreciative of those who are uh, continuing to, to ask questions and send us questions. We'd love to dig in some more to this and other themes. So if you would like to reach out, please do. Um, again, subscribe, share with friends, and uh, we hope that you'll join us again next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff Podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.